Gethin, you are the gift that keeps giving. Honest to God. From our studio located somewhere in the depths of the 614, here's your host, Rick Gethin. That's right, we're back, we're bad, we're nationwide. The Cat Club Podcast back on the air. I am your host, Rick Gethin. But first, we must thank our sponsor, 451 Spirits, located right in Clintonville. The heart of Columbus, Ohio. Give them a call. 614-929-3836. They're creating innovative and dynamic spirits and pushing the envelope of what you know. They borrow Solera aging from Spanish winemaking and use a traditional pot still like those found in Ireland and Scotland. They also use blended grain mash bills typical of the United States and Canada. They're unbound by rules and restrictions of mainstream spirits. They are original and unforgettable. Take my word for it. I love them. It's smooth. It's awesome. Chad's the owner. He'll set you right up. They do tours. Like I said, they're located right in the heart of Columbus in Clintonville, just off Indianola Avenue. Give them a call. 614-929-3836. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Yeah, we've got the cool buzz going on today. With us in the studio, we are so honored to have all four members of the band, Lily in the Weeds, Alex Burnsides, Michael Furman, Andy Bailey, and Matt Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Okay. Because, you know, one, she's better looking than the three of the rest of you guys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um... Lily and the Weeds started in September, say fall of 2016, mm -hmm. but you have done work with Zoo Trippin', Tony Casa and the gang. Yes. I like to say that I'm like Tony Casa's protege. I spent two years under under his uh, Tutel direction, his <laughs> if you will. Um, That's a scary thought. It Tony's is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I met, I met Tony and Lynn in college. They were in a band called Pirates of the Scioto. And we played like a house party together mm -hmm. back when I was in, you know, some other cover band. And um, we started out just by kind of hanging out. I did some harmonies on some of their home recordings. And flash forward like six, seven years later, they needed someone on one of their EPs, um, Great White Buffalo. And so we kind of remembered that we liked hanging out. Started writing music with them. I wrote like a duet with them. Mm -hmm. And I wrote one of the songs on their last album. And playing out with them is pretty wild. I think we actually, I had Tony Constant and a couple of guys, uh, yeah. Lynn Bruce, on the show uh, maybe a month or two yeah, ago. Couple, yeah, a couple months ago. I, I think, think we played one of the songs you did. You, on. you did. I was very excited. <laughs> um, I did not pay them for that, for that publicity, <laughs> by the way. That was a pleasant surprise. Oh, Tony Casa, he's such a slut for PR. He is. He loves content. He really but does. He's, guys everywhere. Mm -hmm. He really, really is everywhere. I, I have a high-level conspiracy theory that there are three of him. Because there's actually like ten Casa children. Oh. I've known him since I was a small child, actually. Like, his cousins used to babysit me. It's a whole thing. Um, and I think that there are multiple Tony Casas. Because I don't think you could have that much energy and be in that many places and not die. So Cyborg Casa. <laughs> yeah. Scary of, thought. A little bit of Cyborg Casa going on. Um we also have the professor, Michael Furman, back on the show for your second appearance. Happy to be here for the second time. You were here in December with Gold from Grief. Mm -hmm. um, so you're in Gold from Grief, you're in Lily in the Weeds, playing guitar in both, mm -hmm. and teaching yep. at the College of Wooster. Mm -hmm. What else is going on with you, man? You just, you, you've got, you know, you, you just have your fingers in everything. That's probably about as much as I can handle. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun having both of these outlets. You know, I think they 
um, they get to kind of push different buttons for me, and um, it's just it's just been a lot of fun, just getting even more enmeshed inside of the Columbus music scene and getting to meet people on both sides of the you know the tracks, as it were, from the Gulf and Greek side and from the Lily and the Weed side. So when are you gonna like make the move down here? Well, when a, we'll teaching, when a teaching position opens when, up down here. Yeah, right? when when a Slavic linguistics or uh, any kind of a Slavic culture job opens up that I that I could swipe at, then I would definitely take that opportunity. Slavic linguistics. Yeah. I remember that because we talked about Russia when you were over there mm. and whatnot. But Alex, you speak Italian and Spanish as well as I do, as well as Columbusite, right? I do. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, conversational. I can say ciao. I yeah, you could say, and it's like aloha. You can say it when you're leaving or when you're coming. It's great. Hey, I, lo- I love Italy. It's a, it's, a, it's a great country. I love Italian because just to say, like, you don't know something, you just make a noise. You just have to be like, bolt. And they're like, all right, this person has no idea what's going on. And it's very useful. It's not too shabby over there. It, that's, it's also a selling point, yeah. In Spain. I actually have been to Spain, though. I'd like to go. I haven't been there yet. I was on the Costa Brava. Ooh. Yes, on the Med Coast. Brava means good. Yes. I know oh, that, I know that much. It, <laughs> It was very good, but that's that's a story for another time. Um, Andy and Matt, brothers. Yes, yes, we are. With the, with the uh, symbiotic sideburns going on. Yeah, well, to be fair, I had the sideburns first. And, uh, I just can't grow a beard, man. <laughs> it was a good even split. It's the best the I could do. Um, so you guys joined the band in middle say mid uh, july or mid 2017 so just just over a year ago yeah just under a year ago i should say yeah i joined first though it was more like may i think and then it was a couple months later when uh, when andy was brought into the fold so they talked you into it andy yeah um it wasn't a hard sell to be honest (laughs) yeah i i mad i remember he called me one day and just said hey I think this could work out. I mean, it really things work perfectly because we practice Tuesdays. I'm off work Tuesdays. I have family members who can watch my kids on Tuesdays. There you go. And yeah, and as soon as I heard this stuff, I'm like, okay, I, I want to do this. Well, it's a good thing. I mean, you guys make a great sound. Um, although you don't have much in the way of music out there available to the public right now. We're going to play a few of the songs throughout the show today. I thought we'd start with a track called Burn the Witch from your Pearl Street Sessions released last summer, mm-hmm. July of 2017. This is Burn the Witch by Lily in the Weeds and you're hearing it on the Cat Club Podcast. Break the game 
Lily in the Weeds, fantastic track. Took me back to the 60s. I mean, that was garage band material. But Alex, your vocals on that, just amazing. Thank you. Really, I mean, you, you get kind of a, a bluesy, almost a Janis Joplin vibe going on. Oh, that's that's very nice. Um, I actually hate recording. It's The angst is real because I just get very angry every time, every time <laughs> I have to record vocals. So that is not manufactured. We're that's... doing this in one take, damn it, and that's it. <laughs> Um, but no, it was, it was just fantastic emotion. Thank you. Coming, coming through the song. But Michael, it, the song was recorded in your basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you hesitate to call it professional quality. Right. Um, so you did throw that caveat out there when you sent me this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, it's, I mean, it has a rawness to it. Mm-hmm. So would you consider this more of a demo? Uh, I think it, it can be, definitely. So our the, the drummer that we started out with, Jeremy Bowling, mm-hmm. was... Uh, helping us record and sort of led a lot of the production within that. So it was kind of a, a team effort between Jeremy was monitoring the recording at the same time as I was keeping an eye on it. We were working on mic positioning and whatever we need to do and recording it live mostly because we there were just two of us together at the same time as we are, were also recording. So we just set it up, let it run, and then the guitars and drums, we were just doing that at the same time. And Jeremy Mullen is also a professor. Correct. At the College of Worcester. He is. Well, now he's in uh, California. I I forget precisely what uh, university he's at these days. It's in San Luis San Luis Obispo. But um, majoring in surfing. Yeah, and also (laughs) home of the Music Man, Ernie Ball Music Man Guitar Factory. Very important (laughs) note there. Um, And looking uh, for any endorsements out here. (laughs) They make fantastic guitars. Stellar. But, Shameless. Yeah, so he, he's he's a professor of political science. Ah. Yeah, and was, was I was happy to have him as, as a colleague, both professionally and also um, musically. Does well, he have the, the the hipster beard going on? Um, he's got a bit of a goatee going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Mike is trying to say nicely is that I was the dumbest person in that basement <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Definitely the least educated. No, you were just the most. Mile. You were just the most frustrated and anxiety ridden of the three. Don't say dumbest. No, absolutely. Not. Least educated, I think, would be a least better educated way. Least educated isn't. No, I only just I'm least experienced relative sure. to this directly. Yeah. So there you go. Well, we have to take our first break. We're going to come back on the other side with more stories from Lily and the Weeds. I'm Rick Gethin. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Stick around. If it's too loud, you're too old and probably need to be wearing adult diapers. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Mail Order Bride Orderer. Mr. Mail Order Bride Orderer. Some men flip through a catalog looking for furniture. You flip through a catalog looking for someone to clean the furniture. I don't know when. Nothing says, I will love you forever, 
Like a quick swipe of the credit card at the altar. What's your payment plan? Women wait their whole lives for a man to say, I do. In your case, I do agree to pay the sum of $3,000 American dollars. Let's talk in So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh catalog Casanova. Your spouse may be full price, but you'll always be our better half. Mr. Miller, Bud Light Beer at Isaac Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? And we're back. The Cat Club Podcast, the sweetest smelling podcast in the world, if not the Columbus metro area. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. With me in the studio, Alex Burnsides, Michael Furman, Andy Bailey, and Matt Bailey, better known as Lily in the Weeds. So it's been, what, nine, ten months that the four of you now have been together, mm-hmm. solidified the lineup. Are you happy with where the sound is, where the band is presently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. And Alex just said, oh yeah, with a gleam in her eye. I think it's just, um, it kind of speaks for itself because when Mike and I first found uh, Matt on Craigslist last May, I think it was, um, we had about three songs and a fourth one, like, most of the way finished, halfway finished. And uh, since, you know, we started playing with Matt, he was learning the the songs, we picked up another bassist for a brief amount of time, a, a girl named Emma Mitchell. Um, she had scheduling conflicts, and so when we finally got Andy on board, we ended up banging out a whole set list like pretty quickly after that. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of clicked into a really nice rhythm of songwriting once the four of us were sort of up to speed with one another, and it's been it's been really fun. So you you've been happy with the way that everything kind of coalesced together and yeah. gelled and yeah, it's really was great. It, was it quick? Um, it was pretty quick, honestly. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just everything, I don't know, we just all are just kind of found our little niches, and like really every time we play a song, I think it gets a little better still. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a n- nuance we find, or some little little thing that we all can find to grab onto and, and make it better. Ah, and we're nice. all yes people. That's important. Mm, that's like no one ever brings up an idea of like maybe we should try this, and we're like, um, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Like everyone's yeah. like, okay, we'll try it once. Yeah, I think the the quote for us is worst thing that worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, so don't be afraid to try it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, try it. I mean, why not? Yeah. And usually it's obvious once you sit down and try it. Like, oh no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's e you know try it you know do it and then you're not arguing like no you can't do that that would never work because well, well, instead of really saying know. oh no don't do that just say Mike get in the right key <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding really tune up so I tune up just turn it down a little bit would you <laughs> turn down a little we need to hear ourselves yeah. it's like you know loud guitar players yet um so you you just played mm-hmm. just uh. Like a week ago. Yeah, last weekend. Last weekend. Uh, how'd the show go? It was fun. Really oh, well. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good show. That might have been our best show, actually. I think yeah. it was really fun, yeah. It was a great energy. We played with um, Ghost Town Railroad and Orion and the Constellations, and they're just, like, very nice people. Mm-hmm. And for me, that makes a big difference, like, psychologically. <laughs> when you're playing with nice people who are welcoming and excited to play with you. Because um, it's not always that way. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I've I I was spent pretty much almost a decade as a roadie with with touring bands, and I've I've met my fair share of <laughs> bands that thought they were you know just as good as Eddie Van Halen and the rest of them. And yeah, sorry, you're not Eddie. <laughs> you haven't yeah. earned that stripe yet. Um, but no, and I've seen it around here locally where some bands, local bands that. I don't want to. I don't want to say they're not that good yet. But you, you're not that big yet mm-hmm. to act that way. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's. I don't sit there and and always say that. Well, bands need to, you know, coddle other bands. Don't tell them they're no. good if they're not. But don't think you're above somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? I think yeah. everybody yeah. starts off, you know, going out and playing live the first couple of times and being yeah. that first band on the bill with, you know. Three of your friends are there to see you, and that's right. it. You know. 
Everyone starts with zero followers on Facebook. That is also true. <laughs> I think the important thing Wait, is... we're supposed to have followers on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> what? I think, I think the me. important thing is that, like, a lot of people see other bands as, like, competition rather than a community. Yeah. And so then egos just start to get out of control. And it's kind of like, you know, I don't have to love your band to be a decent human being to you right. if we play together or if I see you out, like... I give the courtesy head bob pretty much everywhere I go. <laughs> it's the rule. There's Ellis in the corner, bobbing her head. Little toe Anytime tap. Music. Yeah, a little toe yeah. tap. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it really should be. Um, you know, anybody who knows me knows the website and everything knows that I've seen you know close to 300 bands in the last year uh, here locally, and they're not all of the same caliber quality, um, but it's still it's music. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I've always said about Columbus music, you go to a big city and there might be, you know, a bunch of bands that are really good, and then there's a whole ton that are kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's really the opposite here in Columbus. There's a ton of bands that are really good, and just a handful that aren't quite there yet. Um, and that's the one thing I love about this city. There's so much good music. Um, no matter where you turn, where you go, seven nights a week, as one of the studio dogs is doing a little whining <laughs> because Alex won't let her up in her lap, <laughs> as the saying goes. But we need to play some more music. We're going to play a track from the Pearl Street Sessions that you have sensory work. We're going to play that mm-hmm. version in the in the final segment today. But this is Bleed Me Dry from the Pearl Street Sessions by Lily in the Weeds.
Dry by Lily in the Weeds from the Pearl Street Sessions released last year. More or less a demo. Mm -hmm. Correct, yeah. Michael. Mm -hmm. um, now you reworked that song and you renamed it yeah. into Won't Ask You Twice. Why the name change? Why were you working it? I mean, it's a great song as it is. I think that's Alex and Matt. For, I changed. I changed the words um, mostly because I think, like when I first wrote the lyrics, mm -hmm. the the situation that I was writing about, I was much angry about, and then I was like, I just feel like that's not really true to how I write everything else, and so um, I just kind of, I don't know, I switched up the words because I felt differently about it. So, so the song evolved. Yeah, it, it yeah it did evolve. So you're not really an angry songwriter. Oh. <laughs> As the rest of the band is bobbing their head, yes. What's that new song that we wrote about? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I am an angry songwriter. Um, I'm just afraid of blood, I think. So I thought that putting bleed in one of my song titles would be inauthentic. Ah. Which is not quite as, you know, there, there's, a, there's a song called I Wish You'd Die by <laughs> one of my favorites, Betty Blood Torch. But, you know, a little bit more in the, the hard rock punk Kind of on the yeah. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we've all been there at that point. Yeah. So what what is your muse, Alex, for, for songwriting? Is it just everyday events or um, life experience? Do you write more from life experiences or is it more just something that kind of you see out and about? I wrote, I think most of the stuff that I've written so far has been from life experiences. Um, I write about stuff that really pisses me off. Like I try to be kind of goofy in like my everyday interactions uh except for in traffic and in <laughs> the grocery store um but i i don't know i just find that it's it's easier for me to write about things that really piss me off and it's also easier to perform them um easier like, to get there yeah yeah i like to i don't know after last weekend i went on stage a little bit mad because we took photos outside and i was like man that was cold and then I went up and people were like, yeah, you sound the best I've ever heard you. So I guess I should just be singing mad more because that's what I tend to write about. So when you're in that, that mindset mm -hmm. where you're mad or you're pissed off about something, do you find it cathartic? Oh, yeah. Writing, writing these type of songs? Yes. Yeah. I usually uh, experiment with like vocal melodies in the car. Um, so I scream a lot in my car. <laughs> It's better than screaming in the shower and maybe right. waking up the neighbors or, right. or, or yeah. pissing off the neighbors. Because there's like just not really a better, there's not a very good chance of anybody hearing that. And I'm usually already annoyed anyway because driving home from work and rush hour, you're like kind of already in that space. And kind of the, the method that we take is like they will sort of find some kind of riff and it sort of goes from there. And they'll kind of jam on that for a while at practice and Mike records all of our practices which benefits me because then I can just listen to it in my car over and over again until I figure out what I want to do with it vocally. Um, oh, and nice. even though like a lot of a lot of your riffs are kind of fun, I I just find myself writing about stuff that makes me really mad. I don't know. And sometimes those are the best songs. Yeah. But we do have to take another break. We're gonna come back on the other side with more stories from Lily in the Weeds, more music. I'm Rick. This is the Cat Club Podcast. When you work late nights in dark, repulsive conditions, you probably expect to get paid. They don't. There are thousands of hard-working, underpaid men and women in your city right now. They're called musicians. Any given night of the week, they put themselves on the line for you and your drunk friends. The problem? You're not even there. The beer he got paid with tonight will never keep him warm. That guitar she still owes 12 payments on will never love her back. You can help. Go to your local dive bar right now. Pay the cover charge. Sit down with one of these outcasts and put yourself in their shoes. Take one home. Hell, take two if you want. Support local music. Sleep with a musician tonight. Without you, all we have left are ballads. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. A little tongue-in-cheek with that, maybe. Not speaking literally, but you never know. I'm Rick Death, and this is the Cat Club Podcast. With me in the studio, Alex Burnsides, Michael Furman, and the Bailey Brothers, Matt and Andy. 
Now, Michael, you play guitar, Andy plays bass, Matt plays drums, and Alex, her wonderful voice, serenades us all. <laughs> Pissed off vocals and all. Yeah, she's angry. <laughs> that's what that's what gives you music. There's a little bit of a, a, it's the anger doesn't necessarily come through full force with the music that I'm hearing. Yeah. There's a hint of it. Which you might change your mind when you hear the it. Makes, it makes it makes the song sound. I mean, there's a hint of danger, mm-hmm. like something's Ooh. lurking around the corner. You know, at least that's what I'm hearing. But then again, I could be crazy as shit. No, no, it's funny that you say that because the most recent song that we've completed is about a rage fantasy about murdering somebody. So I think you're spot on with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, note to self: Don't piss Alex off. <laughs> Wouldn't want to do that. Um. So you talk of the new EP, in the process of recording it right now, mm-hmm. do you have a tentative release date? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Furman, I'm in a few words. <laughs> um, so tentatively, thus far, we have August 4th um, at the Shrunken Head. That's more than tentative. You've already got the venue and the date. Correct. So pretty much that is the release date. <laughs> something seriously untoward happens. Correct. Yeah. And actually, the the process has gone really well. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's actually done well before that. It's it should be. Yeah, we we've finished tracking all of the instruments except. Well, we we went and we we added an additional song onto the EP. Mm-hmm. So um, finished tracking uh, bass and drums for that. And I have a scratch track of guitar that's on there that we'll probably use a little bit, but. I was. We'll probably be doing some overdubbing and some other things within that. But uh, pretty much all of the instruments are um, are tracked, and we have a couple of um, vocal takes as well for mm-hmm. a few songs. And where are you recording all this? We're also recording this with um, uh, Cam and Rec at Songcatcher Studios okay. of the Turbos, and it's been just as nice to work with them through this process as it has been for me working with them previously in Gulf and Grief. Much yeah, better than your basement. Fantastic. <laughs> better, significantly better than my basement insofar as that he can do things that I couldn't do and that... Once again, we don't need to hear about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, he knows all the right spots to go, all the right things <laughs> Oh, I love it. Michael's stumbling all of a sudden. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasurable experience. <laughs> he says as he blushes... on purpose? <laughs> I told you we go off the rails at some point with this show. Yes. So, how many songs will be on the EP? Six. Any? I mean, are all six brand new compared to what we heard with the Pearl Street sessions available on Bandcamp? No. Actually, all I think all the songs on Pearl Street are re-recorded. Or no, not all of them. Not all. No. Of them. Uh, yeah. Two uh, of the songs. Believe Me Dry is not on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, Burden the Witch and uh, Take Me Home, we both re-recorded. Yes. Nice. And they'll be on the new EP. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, you know, you have to come on the show and premiere the new music on the we show. Yeah. Do. Twist our arms. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and maybe, maybe there'll even be a song that could potentially be featured later on um, Music in Motion collection <laughs> for next year. If we were to have that opportunity. <laughs> oh, he's I a businessman. That's why he wears the know. coat. He's, That's why he's he wears already, the jacket. Already sitting here and trying to get a song onto next year's compilation album. <laughs> you know, we could probably do that because I dig I dig Lily in the Weeds. I really do, and I love the logo. Thank you. It My has cousin such did a that. '60s vibe to it. My cousin Morgan Burnside did it. Um, she does great work. She does. Is she a commercial artist or? She, so she works for like a screen printing company, but she also like does freelance stuff. Okay. So um, she's mostly a graphic artist, but she worked with me when I had feedback like. I don't know, and maybe something weirder and like very vague notes. <laughs> so she kind of pulled it out of my brain begrudgingly when I didn't know. I mean, it's so great because it, it, it's so reminiscent of some of the best like uh, mouse posters, concert posters from mm-hmm. you know from the late sixties. Yeah, the Kelly Mouse Studios. Yeah, it's it's I mean, definitely it was, a vibe we were going for. With mm-hmm. it. I mean, I really dig it. You know, so you had me at the poster, and or <laughs> at least the logo. And then the music on top is, you know, it's icing on the cake, orally speaking. <laughs> hey, you, Michael, get your mind out of the cake. 
It's almost good enough to take you home, huh? Oh yeah, that's hey, what? Nice segue. Nice, nice segue as we as we as we get ready to play another song from the Pearl Street Sessions. And you are correct. This is "Take Me Home," and it's it's a great track. It's probably my favorite track on it. But "Take Me Home" by Lily in the Weeds, and you're hearing it right here on the Cat Club podcast.
Take Me Home, a wonderful serenade by Lily in the Weeds. Alex, you, you, you say that's the only love song you've written to date. Yeah. Yep. But it really, I mean, it's, it's, it's serene, but yet there's, there's still an undercurrent of what if going on in it. Yeah, well, it's kind of about, like, when you first meet somebody and you've already pretty much made up your mind that, like, you're super into them and you're ready to take the next take step. them home, <laughs> if you will. And, um, and like, every new thing you learn about them, you're like, that's great, but I'm, I'm not even paying attention at this point. Like, I know that's rude, but also, please stop talking and let's close out and, and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I... And I <laughs> <laughs> he pays here. I don't know. And you know, before I joined the band, when I first heard these songs, that one jumped out at me. I remember I texted Matt because he 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 sent me the the tracks, and I said, "Take me home is sexy as fuck." <laughs> it really That's is. literally what I said. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, an innocence to it, mm-hmm. but there's still kind of. I don't want to say dirty quality. It's not. That's not the word yeah, I'm looking for. It's, 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 not, it's kind of an undercurrent. Yeah, there's an undercurrent of uh, you know, a little spanking maybe. <laughs> <laughs> never know. I mean, that's Matt's you know. I think it's clear about what's being expressed without expressing it in any other way apart from you know doing it. In the, We're not being overt and saying, "Hey, right. Yeah. right." It's not <laughs> to the window to the wall. Or anything, right. You know? Right. Yeah. But I'm it is. It is a wonderful song. Thank you. I mean, you. it really is. And the, and the nice thing is it. it it, it kind of hits the listener wherever they are at that particular time when they hear it. Yeah. yeah. And that and that was a, a fun one too because it, it started out as being pretty different as far as musically, structurally, it was pretty right. different. And uh, this was with, with Jeremy at the time and we were kind of messing with it over a span of a couple of different weeks and we're trying this out and trying that out. I was like, no, that's don't like this, don't like that. And I was like, okay, well, let, let me just try this totally different finger style arrangement and let's just see how that works. And, you know, that, that seemed to stick pretty good. And then Alex's melody over it was just really, really fantastic. Oh, her, her, her vocals are, are the icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. Of, of yeah, I thought, you know, musically I thought it was good, you know. But when, but when, when we heard Alex's vocals, we were like, yes, this is, <laughs> this is fantastic. And Jeremy's wife who we all often use as a gauge because she was kind of the outsider who wasn't yeah. totally, you know, into, oh, it's right. great, my husband's doing a band thing and he plays music, blah, blah, blah. So she wasn't like terribly, oh, everything you do is amazing. But she was like, that song is Which is better than fantastic. her saying, oh my God, everything you do is shit. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is. But she was like, that song is, that's that's radio. You need That needs to be heard. It is. She, she I mean, it, it really is. It's a very radio-friendly song. Yeah. Like I said, it can be taken any number of ways, right? Depending on where your head is mm-hmm. as a listener, yeah. and any time of the day, it could be one where you know you've already taken so and so home. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Uh, we have to take our final break. Come back on the other side with one more song. Still more stories from Lily in the Weeds. I am Rick Gethin. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. There are 24 hours in a day. You're wearing 80 hour protection. If the sun fails to go down, you'll be ready. Don't forget the moonlight. Your coconut scented force field blocks out all the sun's rays. And any stray rays from another sun in another galaxy. Your star. 30 SPF, please. You might as well be wearing cooking oil. Something smells delicious. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. 80 SPF sunblock wearer. In fact, feel free to crack one open at high noon in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mr. 80 SPF sunblock wearer. Bud Light beer at Isa Bush, Cartersville, Georgia. A little sensitivity here. God, can't you see this is a dejected man? Well, Rick, get your dejected head out of your ass. I probably should get my head out of my ass. <laughs> Seeing as we, you know, we're now into the final segment of the show. This is the Cat Club Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. As Alex Burnside's, Michael Furman, Andy Bailey, and Matt Bailey all sit here and snicker with me having my head <laughs> up my ass. 
Oh, okay. We're beyond snickering. Alice is just outright laughing at me. <laughs> and that's okay. Because I wake up every morning, look in the mirror, and laugh my ass off, too. So. <laughs> or as the saying goes, I have a face for radio. Hence why you won't see me on the TV. <laughs> but I digress. You guys, your next show is coming up on April 13th. Yeah. We're talking like a week and a half, two weeks away. Yep. Um, which just so happens to coincide with somebody's birthday. Oh, yeah. Hence the name, Friday the 13th, Birthday Spooktacular. Yep. You know, it's Halloween in April. Right. I mean, it's six... If you can do Christmas in July, you can do Halloween in April. The logic stands. Halloween should be uh, 365 days a year celebrated holiday. I Personally. Agree. I enjoy Halloween. I'm Halloween. It always, always happens. I agree. But the bill that night, um, and this is at the Shrunken Head. Yep. Is obviously Louie in the Weeds. Yeah. You've got the Up All Nights, mm-hmm. Folkwinox, and one of my personal favorites here locally, because they take me back to literally my youth in the 70s, mm-hmm. and that prog rock sound, the Ragoons. Yeah. I They're, love those yeah. guys. Lou Walter and, and the guys. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, I saw them, funny story, I saw them for the first time last July at the Summit on a Saturday night. Oh, that's good. Three or four bands on the bill, and literally not one paying customer walked through the door that night. I felt so bad for the bands. That's a tragedy. But I, I was like, oh my God, I've got a personal concert. Yeah. You know, mm. I was going to review the show for the website. I was just, no, I, I, I just going to sit here and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and it, it was amazing. Plus the fact they do like rock hoppers. Yeah. How yeah. fucking cool is that? It's, um, it's a scorcher lineup. It's kind of like, it was sort of my best case scenario as far as like bands to get to play my birthday. Just because... I don't know. I mean, Folkwinox is fantastic. They don't even have a drummer, and they just have so much energy. Like, they played our first show with us. They were... the Members of the band have been in previous bands with Matt and Andy, so they're also mm-hmm. friends. Um, and then, I mean, Up All Nights are amazing. Sammy Dodge and his crazy brothers are always fun to watch. They told me once that they used to tie up their babysitter when I was younger, because I did ask them. I was like, what, did, like, what were you guys like as kids? And then he told me that story, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so they're really fun. Nice. Yeah, and the ragoons, like you said, like they just—I mean—they're—they're they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And don't give a shit whether you like it or not. No, it's yeah, fantastic. Awesome. And that's what I—that's what I love about them is they're sticking to their guns. Yeah. Know? They're doing what what they believe in, and they're gonna drag you kicking and screaming whether it takes one show or twenty. Yep. I've seen them live. Yeah. You'll eventually come around. Yeah. I mean, they had me literally at the first song. Have you seen their uh, No Culture videos yet? I don't think I have. You should oh, check man. them out. They're so great. They're they do good. such a great job with them. Yeah. Excellent. I will have to do that. Yeah. So you handpicked this lineup? Um, basically. Basically. <laughs> Who do I want to have play my birthday show? I think I guilt trapped them all into into agreeing to it. Um, yeah. But this, I mean, this was kind of like my best case scenario. There was no one that I was like, oh, bummer we didn't get them. Like all of the ones when I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't want to say I always get my way, but this situation... I but she much, always gets I her very way. Much <laughs> the Bailey brothers over here, yes, yeah, she does. Yes, she does. Michael being, being uh, discretion, better part of valor, and not saying or motioning anything no. at this point. Twice. Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. That's why he's a professor. <laughs> professor Furman. That's right. As opposed to Professor Furby. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. But we need to play one more song. And like I said, this is the reworked version of Bleed Me Dry. Correct? Yeah, Correct. very much. Um, Called the uh, Won't Ask You Twice. Yeah. And just from a practice, too. So it's just live practice yeah. recording. So it's a live, one microphone practice recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The band is Lily in the Weeds. The song, Won't Ask You Twice, on the Cat Club Podcast.
Won't ask you twice. Lily and the Weeds, the reworked Bleed Me Dry. Uh, I have to be honest. I prefer the reworked version. I really do. It's good. We do too. That's I mean, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it very much has a, a, like I was saying while the song was playing to you guys, it very much has that, that Jefferson Airplane late 60s vibe to it. Um, and even the guitar playing, very Yarmor Kalkonen um, playing on that. Michael. Thank you. So take that as a compliment. I did. You're not quite Yorma yet, but you know. A lot of the a lot of the reworking was um, kind of Matt came in. It, we always played it as like our first song at practice, and we were like, okay, that's an old standby. It's one it's one of the first songs we wrote together, mm -hmm. and none of us were ever really like, oh yeah, let's play that song. It's so fun. And then Matt came in, and it was like really simple stuff that he suggested, and we went through it once. It was another one of those things where it's like, let's try it. If it doesn't work, whatever. And and it's awesome. I think it sounds so good. It's such a great idea. Just sort I mean, of like the stops at the at the last chorus. And I think the thing I really dig about Lily in the Weeds, at least from these recordings, and I hope that you keep that vibe with the new EP. Mm -hmm. Obviously, not being recorded in your basement, Michael. Yeah. Um, but I hope you keep that kind of raw quality. But it's all tracked live too within that. So we're we're not. This is. Um, the way that we were doing it for the for the EP is it's not there aren't going to be terribly many overdubs because it's one take essentially within them. So the drums, the drums and the bass come together in the one take, and I essentially lay down the guitar more or less in one complete take. And so it's it should hopefully still capture some of that practice vibe feel too. You know. Well, I mean you you've you've captured that that I'm gonna say 1966, 67, 68 San Francisco sound. Yeah. But you did it in. 2017, 2018, <laughs> with your own original music. So, you know, you. that's the essence I'm hearing and, and feeling. That's kind of where it's taking me to. But it, it doesn't sound old, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. 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 That's that's the vibe I'm getting from it. And I really yeah. dig it because I'm not hearing that from anybody else here locally, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're doing your own thing. Yeah. Trying. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So... You had the show on Friday the 13th, yep. just around the corner. What's next? Obviously, the EP coming out uh, not August. October, August 4th, mm -hmm. yeah. with a show at the Shrunken Head. Mm -hmm. What's the longer range goal for Lily in the Weeds? Uh, total world domination. Sweet! <laughs> I mean, isn't that everyone's goal? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We just had a really good time playing together, and I think... You know, we have sort of short-term goals, and then we get there, and we're like, all right, what next? And I think as a group, it, it kind of works, because... We don't stress ourselves out looking too far ahead, but right. we're just kind of having fun, and that's the most important part to me, I think. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. Just have fun with it, try to build. Yeah. And I think it, it helps really, like, none of us are in that spot where we're, like, we're not, like, 22 years old, like, let's let's get on the road, let's live in a van, you know. <laughs> we're, like, you know, uh, Mike's a professor, you know, Andy's got kids, I've got... Uh, I have a mortgage, you know. <laughs> so we're not, you know, we all have responsibilities, but... And Alex is just a singer. Yeah. Alex is just a singer. Though, right? I'm not that responsible. <laughs> but, oh, so, well, just we're not in a in a hurry to do everything out there. Yeah. Right. You know? I mean, if the opportunity kind of presents itself, yeah. at times you'd be open to that kind of a Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. But mostly probably stick around Columbus... Thanks for the Cleveland festivals. I think a really good band that's up in the Akron, Cleveland area, north northeastern Ohio that, that would be great with you guys on on the bill would be Coup de Gras. Oh, I don't think um, I've heard of them. Uh, really, really dug those guys. They played here just recently on the uh the Weird Wednesday, the most recent edition of Weird Wednesday last week cool. or two weeks ago. Um but uh, I saw them at the Tree Bar, of all places, last spring, spring of 2017. Yeah. Amazing band. They played to three people on a Saturday night. It was like, they didn't even go on to like quarter after 12 after midnight. That's a tough slot. I mean, it was, yeah. it was just, it was an amazing band. And I really, really dug what they did. And I think that you guys, Logan the Weeds and Coup de Gras and maybe, you know, another band, you guys are just all sound-wise really kind of that vibe would really kind of fit together. But then again, what the hell do I know? Post game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Bob Yuku, you read my mind. I can't find it either, brother. 
Anyway, I have to thank Lily in the Weeds, Alex Burnside, Michael Furman, Andy, and Matt Bailey. Thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Thank, thank you for having us. This has been so much fun. Amazing music. Their next show, Friday the 13th, at The Shrunken Head, with an amazing lineup. It's the birthday spooktacular. New EP coming out August 4th with another show at The Shrunken Head. We'll have them back before then. Premiere some new songs. Next week, Hedy Von Neeson from Summer Jam West Festival will be on the show. See ya! Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail.